What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Upstate Athlete Podcast. Stronger, faster, higher, together here in the upstate of South Carolina. Today, I'm joined with a good friend and one of the most motivating spirits, hearts, teachers that teaches from DeHart. His name is Matt DeHart. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you so much, Kaipo, man. I love the, the plug there to the Teach from DeHart. But no, I appreciate it, man. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. I wanted to bring you on the show because you have a very unique... Um, story. It's very, very different than any other of the podcasts that we've done. We've been talking to different experts in the upstate athletic community. We've been talking to um, different people that you know are part of developing the upstate athlete. Um, we talked to some upstate athletes. Um, Matt himself is an upstate athlete. He played at TR and Bob Jones University um, for basketball, point guard, um, the one that sparks the energy, <laughs> all that kind of thing. Yeah, um, took the charges, right? <laughs> took the charges and dove on the floor and acted crazy. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take man. it. Hey, you play your role. Yeah, oh, 100%. I, I bought into it. I didn't mind. Hey, I had a jersey. I was good with it, man. That's it was exactly awesome. It. You, I mean, you, you, you play college ball. That's more yep. than anyone else can say. Yep. Or not, most people can say. Like, um, So uh, I want to bring Matt here because he has a very different vision of, of what success looks like. Um, since knowing Matt, obviously he's um, – Maybe not obviously, but from my experience with him, watching him on the court, you know, knowing him as a person, his reputation, he wants to see other people succeed. That's mm-hmm. more than more than his own success. His definition of success is when everyone on the team or in, even in his classroom as a teacher now succeeds. Yep. Um, and success is defined as you putting your best out there. Mm-hmm. And he leads that by example. Right. And you talk about like taking the charges and all that. Like, you know, that's what you do. Like when you when you have X amount of ability and X amount of strength and talent, X amount, you, you play your role and you do that to hundred percent and you push that for your kids. That's all you ever ask for, um, on a point of success. So Matt actually has, um, has been teaching at Traveler's Rest. Is that right? Teaching in, in Traveler's in Rest. Traveler. I was at a school at Heritage Elementary School. Okay. Yeah. And he's been teaching elementary there for a good bit. Mm-hmm. And he's actually now transitioning to what we want to talk about on the show. Um, Matt and I were just talking about this before. Um, the show started, but he has this crazy story I saw on Instagram one day, um, or LinkedIn, or Facebook, or one one of the social medias that Matt and his foundation teach from the heart. Very clever name. Um, he bought a school. Yeah. They bought a school in Arnold County, Pennsylvania. Yeah, in Arnold, Pennsylvania, a small town about thirty minutes northeast of Pittsburgh. And when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my goodness, what is he? What is this man up to?" <laughs> He's got Matt, Matt's got some big dreams, but I, I didn't think that he was going to go LeBron on a, yeah. a a random, random little town in Pennsylvania. So I was like, yeah. "Naturally, I had to reach out and get him to share his story." And after reading an article about it, I kind of had the idea, and then hearing him before our show, man, there's a, an incredible vision that I want him to explain um, and kind of show. But before we even get into that, Matt, can you actually explain how you? were able to be a part of this upstate athletic community like what was your athletic journey yeah so i had an opportunity to play at traveler's rest uh, with my brother quez and we really had a we had a great run we were very talented we had a lot of progress we were at one point ranked the number one team in the state of south carolina in basketball um but the best part about it was the relationships i got to build and to see the community engaged in what we did. So I played at Traveler's Rest, and then I had a chance to continue my career and play at Bob Jones. Um, As you said, I I was like the backup point guard, but I was very excited about the role that I had Um, and being with a group of guys that were gospel-centered but also 
wanted to play competitive basketball and we right. were good. We went to the national championship one year um, and we had really good runs before that. So I was blessed enough to get a good amount of playing experience. And now I get to use that experience in the classroom to motivate students, to motivate parents and to now motivate a community to get behind our school in Arnold. So, yeah. And talking about Arnold, right? Like <laughs> we asked about this before. I mean, that is nowhere near the upstate. No, um, <laughs> no. Pittsburgh is nowhere close to the upstate. And 45 minutes northeast of Pittsburgh is further from the upstate. Yes. Like, how did yes. that happen? Um, so the the story behind that is really something of divine intervention. Um, but what was going on is that we were visiting my wife's family. So she's from Arnold. And we were visiting her family in the area at the time. And I was at a service. And at the service, they started talking about the poverty rate. And they started to explain how that the poverty rate in the New Kensington-Arnold area, which is like a two-town-in-one type thing, yeah. uh, is over 40%. Interesting. And like Greenville County has 11. Yeah. So if we're going to— Three gonna, times yeah, the so it's, More it's, than three times. Yeah. So when that—when he said that, I was, I was whoa, like, what? Um, and so I told my wife, I said, I just want to go walk around. I want to see what's going on in this area. I've, I've driven through. I've been around for years now, but never really just gotten out of the car and walked. So I was walking, <clears throat> drove down there, parked, and started walking. Thought I was on Fifth Avenue in what I thought was New Kensington portion, but it was in the Arnold portion. And I was not in Fifth Avenue. I was on Fourth Avenue. Mm. And as I was walking down the street, I turned a corner, and I saw this school building. Mm. I thought the building was occupied, by the way. So yeah. like I'm thinking, I mean, I don't know why because it's run down. But for some reason, I was like, oh, this is an occupied building. So I started to walk down the street, and I was thinking in my head, I'm going to go talk to this principal. I'm going to go have a conversation, see sure. what it's about, right? Um, and as I walked around the corner, I saw there was a for sale sign. Mm. And my head just started spinning, right? I'm sitting there <laughs> going, um, because it, what's crazy is about six months earlier, we were on a trip with my students, and I had five parents pin me in the airport, basically, and they <laughs> said, you need to start a school. <laughs> you need to take what you do, the trips, the traveling, the engagement, the rules, the requirements, the manner development. You need to make you need to build a school out of this. And I was like, Oh yeah, of course. You know, at the time I'm like, thank you. Like that's really cool. But it's there was like a, a compliment. Yeah, like, it was a compliment. Yeah. It, it it sparked something back. That would be a really cool idea. Well, that was not in my plans, but when I saw this for sale sign, it all just came back. Hmm. Right. And I had this moment where I realized this is a school building for sale in my wife's hometown. So there's connection, there's opportunity, and there's a building to put that opportunity in. And you got the right person to do it. Well, and staring me at you in the mirror. That and I realized that's very kind. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, and I realized there's a shot here. Yeah. So I, I sat there, I saw the building, and I called my wife, um, who was asleep at the time, and I said, "Hey." Uh, so I found it. And she's like, found <laughs> what? And I was like, I found I found the school. We're going to open a school. And we're going to put it here in Arnold. And we're going to change the world. And she responded with, I'm just here to visit my parents. I'm not here to change the world today. Um, and of course, you know, I, I, at that point, that was my first mo moment to convince someone, right, was her. And I said, no, just come down, come down. So we actually came down. I showed her the building. And she was like, you know, you really need to think about what you're saying. You need to think about this, like da 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 da. 
And of course, in my head, dream big. I'm like, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I can do. But I had some doubt, you know, I mean, this is a building. This is a 21,000 square foot school building. Right. I was like, let me just look at the price. I'll, it'll, uh, it's going to be like $2 million. And I'm going to be like, ah, yeah. Darn. You know, whatever. Yeah. It was $150,000. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not right. So for I, 21, okay, for 21,000 wow. square feet, $150,000. And I looked at the price and about fainted. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm sitting there next to my wife at dinner we're, we're, or lunch, one of the two, and we're sitting there with her family, and I'm like, psh, psh, like hitting her like, look at the price. Like, and she's looking at it, and at that point, she's realizing he's getting more motivation. <laughs> like, he's getting excited. I need to either stop him now or, or talk to him about it. So we sat and talked. You know, We drove back from Pittsburgh, and we had a really long conversation. Um, and in that conversation, we decided to pray about it. And right. think about it and really think through it. Sure. As we move forward from that, about two weeks down the road, I finally I had a conversation with somebody and I pitched this vision of this school. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, why aren't you trying? And I was like, you're right. Like, why am I not trying? So <laughs> I called the realtor. It was a Sunday. I didn't hear back for two days. Right. That Tuesday, I finally get a call back. I called every single day trying to inquire. Just wanted to see. And she calls back and she says, well, the building was under contract to be sold. And I was like, oh, well, okay, that's yeah. fine. No problem. She said, no, no, it was until Sunday. Ooh. And I said, like two days ago, she said, yeah, the people who were investing, they were at closing backed out. Wow. On Sunday, the day I called. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, so, ma'am, I need to tell you what I want to do. Like, <laughs> I was like, at this point, I'm like, I need to tell you what I want to do. And I did. I pitched the vision, per se, of this school that's going to revolutionize this area. And she said, well, it's good you tell me that because I, I can't even entertain you unless the building would be used to improve the area. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. duh. Well, she says, can you come up this weekend for a – or she said, can you come up soon, right, to see the building? I want to get you in here. And I said, I can do this weekend, but after that basketball season starts, and we go six days a week at Travelers. I got to coach at Travelers Rest High School with Lindsey Baber, fantastic, yeah. fantastic coach, wonderful woman. Um, but we go six days a week. Yeah, I can't after this weekend. And she's like, I can't. My mom's moving. We have movers involved. Da 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 da. I can't do it. I said, Well, can we try something for Thanksgiving break? Can we try to hold off? She said, Yeah, but you know, if no one. If someone takes the you know offers, I have to take it. Like, yeah, this is all I can do. On the phone with her, she takes a call, comes back to me, and says, "The movers just moved back the time to twelve o'clock from nine a.m. Can you get here at nine fifteen on Saturday morning?" Sheesh. I said, "Yes, ma'am. I will be there." Oh, wow. Called my dad. I said, "Dad, get ready. We're leaving. This is on Tuesday. We're leaving Friday. We're gonna drive up to Pittsburgh after school. Get there. Drive back home that night." Unbelievable. And we did. So I went and built a team of sorts, my dad, my brother-in-law, who's an IT specialist for a Fortune 500 company, okay. and then my, my father-in-law, who five years ago, it didn't matter what his job was, he's an engineer. <laughs> he builds buildings for a living. Yeah. So he comes in, walks through with us. He says, there's no red flags. You're kidding. Go for it. Wow. Now, it's going to take a lot of money to rebuild. It's 100 years old, but the bones are perfect. It is stru- it's structurally sound. He said, it's cosmetics, man. He said it's going to be expensive, but it's cosmetics. Um, but at that point, we got the green light. You know, the the drive back home is just a whirlwind of, okay, 
we're going to enter this process. And we, how long ago was this? This was in the last weekend of October. Wow. Yeah. So not even a year ago. No, no. It was what? I don't know. I, I teach English, so math is not my strong suit. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, so this was right before November. Um, we asked for a 90-day due diligence. Most companies will not do 90-day. They will do 30 days because they want to close, right? Uh-huh. They approve 90 days. Wow. Um, come to find out, push comes to shove. I start, I'm calling all the donors, calling all these people. Um, and we get down to like, it's like a month before closing. And we've done our due diligence. We've gone through, it's looking, it's going to be about a $5 million renovation. Wow. Right? Um, to really put this thing where we want it to be. And but we needed at that point one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. We only raised twenty five thousand, and I'm feeling about broken. The board is at this point. We're saying they're saying we can't approve if you don't have the money. You know we're not going to do that, and that made sense, right? Of course, right. they're like we would love to to run on your whimsical dreams, D Hart, but we need to see proof. And this is the board for your nonprofit. Yes, this is our board. I get off that meeting, an hour later, I get a phone call from a gentleman in the upstate. He says, I'm giving you $100,000. Go for it. Wow. Called the board back. We get approval. How, what did they say? Oh, they about passed out. <laughs> they were like, I, 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 said, I, I said, I told you guys we could do it. I knew it. I knew it. Right. You know, but um, another, just another blessing, man. And, and this just, this stuff has continued to happen right. um, from the people I've met, all of those things. And so we ended up, <laughs> we were going into closing and pipes burst in the building. Well, that is a problem, right? Except we don't own it yet. There you go. And so either they fix it or they take money off the top. Well, of course, they were like, take money off the top. We had to replace them anyways. So there's more money off. And then someone reached out to me the week before approval for closing. Says, hey, I'm the person that backed out before you. I had them down to 60. I said, okay. So we pitched it at 60. We bought the building for $39,000. You're, no, that's yep. not real. It is ours, in our hands, debt-free. You're so not. we own this school building completely debt-free with plenty of money left over to start the process of design. Um, now we need, obviously, funds to continue into construction, demo, all those things, but we've got enough money to get us through paying bills and doing design work, yeah. Wow, we had that, that leftover. That is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's been an insane run, and that was in started in October. We purchased in March. So in the span of that time, we had to raise $125,000, and we did. That's five months, man. Yeah. So thank you for the math there. Yeah. I've been wanting to – every time I tell people this, I'm like, yeah, it was months. Five. Like, that's like – but yeah, five, five months, months. We got all that done, um, and we were blessed. People came behind it. I say March. That was three months ago. At the time yeah. we were recording this, that's three months ago. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I didn't realize how I, – I, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, people – like, real Gs move in silence, right? Mm-hmm. So – um. I was expecting, like, you know, this is probably, like, something that he's been working on for the last couple of years that yeah. just didn't want to tell anyone until it became more of a real thing. Yeah. No, man, that is an incredible story. I, I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing it, and that's, yeah. that's just so, wild. Well, and like you said, it, it's, it is, it's moved so fast. It's moved fast for us, right? So we went from a family, me and my wife, just in general. Mm-hmm. We went from a family that was looking to we, – we were comfortable to – now our whole life's been flipped upside down to right. where now we're we're fundraising to build a school and our board went from a group of people who just wanted to take send kids on trips. <laughs> yeah. right? That was the whole goal when we started Teach Them to Heart. Just send the kids on trips. Like uh, get them on a plane, show them the world, give them an opportunity. That's where it started. Right. And a year later, 
the, we've only been around for a year, a calendar year. We're opening a school. That's so it's one of those things that obviously there's divine intervention to that, but it's one of those things that when you're truly on mission, when you're truly staying on mission, things can move quicker than you expect. And I didn't expect it. I didn't personally, I didn't want it, <laughs> well. but now it's happening and now I can't think of anything else to do. Right. It's it, it all encompassing because it's on mission. That's a, my pastor had told me that when something's truly God ordained and you're on mission, he said it encompasses your mind in the best way possible. Right. And that's what it does for me. So it's just, it's a crazy run and it's continuing to go. So, yeah. So, and I go, wow. Like, just number one, wow. I think everyone listening to this being said, wow, like at least once, twice, three times. <laughs> I've said it a lot of times, more than you probably heard. I'm just like, man, every turn seems to have been guided, yes. directed. Yeah. There's so, no question. I mean, well, if it's not clear now, your your meds opened the school in, in Arnold. Yeah, um, and you said you, you've have about at, at this point in the story, you have one hundred twenty five thousand dollars of funding. Yes, but you bought the building for forty debt free. Yeah, outright, mm-hmm. unbelievable. So now we we talk about that story of like, you know, sort of okay. Here's a school building. I'm Matt. I'm a I'm a teacher that's made an impact on a bunch of people's lives, mm-hmm. and now I I have the school. Mm-hmm. Give me your vision about what this, how this school is going to be different, how it's actually going to impact the uh, the region. Because you said that yeah. you couldn't even buy the building unless it was going to impact. Yeah. yeah. So, whenever I first, when we saw this building, and I sat down and I I talked with my wife um, about it, and she she knew the area, but then I sat down and talked to my father in law, and I said, what what's what's the need here? He was like, education. He's like, we need a we need a world class education for these kids. And so I said, okay, there's a model I know of. It's the Ron Clark Academy um, in Atlanta that does fantastic things. He's Ron, Kim, they've inspired me. They actually have helped me at times, guided me through this process starting off. Um, and I said, I want to take a part of that model, which is high engagement teaching, intentional learning, teachers who are fired up, not teachers who are there to teach, teachers who are there to fulfill the mission. Right. Right. So when I'm looking to hire people, and we've had people reach out. We have people reach out, right? The first thing I, I want to hear from them is, I love your mission. Whenever someone reaches and what out is to that? me. What is that? What's the mission? So it, our mission is to revitalize the entire community from the ground up through both the students and their parents. Hmm. So we're going to have a fifth through eighth grade academy targeting that age group of really, in, that's an influential age, it's a transition. right? Yes. We want to target fifth through eighth grade with world-class educational methods, travel, world travel, international and domestic, um, as well as volunteer opportunities. They dress for success. They're required to be a certain way. There's a lot of rules and go into it, but that builds them into better people. And in the evenings, we're going to have adult learning for this community targeting those parents who don't have a G, don't have a high school diploma. Wow. So we want to completely revitalize. We call it our target audience, or when we talk about it, is revitalization through education. Hmm. Complete community revitalization by targeting the family unit. Right. Right. So when we go into this community, we're saying, yeah, we have a fifth through eighth grade academy that your students can apply to go to. But when you come, the parents have they have two options here. You're going to have to do 40 hours of volunteer work in our building. Mm. Or if you say don't have a high school diploma, that's fine. You can do 20 hours with us and get your GED and job training for free. Mm. And so we're completely changing these family options through education, not throwing money at them. Not throwing gifts at them, not saying that's not a good thing. I'm not saying anything against that. Philanthropy is fantastic, but you got to teach a man to fish. 
in order for him to be fed for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're here to do. That's amazing. Is to teach this community how to quote unquote fish, right? Yeah. Um, and teach them the methods, the lifestyle opportunities that they can have in order to be successful. So we want to hopefully see parents graduate, students graduate. And when the students leave us, they go to prep schools across the country mm. so that they can go to college for free. That's it. Most prep schools provide four scholarships. The Teach From Dart Academy will be one of them at least. Mm. I can guarantee that. Mm. Our students will be learning two grade levels above everybody else. Um, but it comes with time. So our school day is 8 to 4, 4 to 530. Hmm. 8 to 4 is the school day. Then 4 to 530 is tutoring. Uh, extracurriculars and detentions. So <laughs> it's those opportunities. And then the reason too is because the parents that do work, right? They get to, they have time to pick up their kid. Their yeah. kid's not at home by themselves, right? They can get there at five thirty, And then we have a quick transition. The teachers who are not helping with adult learning, they're doing whatever they can do and leave. Um, whenever we're done, there's really no hours per se to yeah. that, but and then we tra quickly transition to, hey, we have the adults coming into the building and we're providing child care for them so that they can get their GED mm. and get job training. Amazing. Yeah. And, and so this is the idea that you're coming to people with. Yeah. So right? this this all came from a dream. Quite literally, I, I sat there that when I saw that building, I started thinking and I and I started dreaming about just having daydreams about adults and students both being successful and completely revitalizing a community. So our model is the only one in the country. Right. That's that going to do includes this. includes the That's adult this. side. Of We're it. the only one. Yeah. So it is the most revolutionary model in the country coming up. Wow. And that's, that's what I that's what I've been trying to tell people when they say what makes it different. Give me a second. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on, let me tell you. Because once I explain it, they go, Oh my goodness, it's so unheard of. Yeah. Right. Um and it is. Well, I mean, at that point, you know, you you hear the um the expression, you've made your bed. Mm -hmm. Right. At that point, you've like in theory, you've yep. made your bed. Yeah. But rather than telling them that, you're giving them another opportunity. Yes. So like, this community that you're not, and you're not even a part of necessarily. You're, you're part of this. I'm an vibe. outsider right now, per yeah. se. Yep. But, you know, like that, that's going to be a, a whole nother challenge, right? He's like, who is yes. this guy from South Carolina trying to do this? Well, but yeah, I mean, what does he, th who does he think he is? Yeah. Right. You're fighting that. Um, and part of that has been doing community events. So we just flew back. I just had 18 students and 12 adults fly back from Pittsburgh last night at midnight yeah so we got in part of that was community service so these students that i've trained and taught and worked with they went up there they're shaking hands they're having conversations with adults asking questions <clears throat> and these are kids that you've impacted yes. personally yes they, they were in my classroom yeah a part of the foundation and what comes with that is the requirements of how you behave right how you treat yourself oh, right yeah. and so then we did this community service and now people are like oh so he's here to he's here to help. He's not here to tout himself or whatever. We had when we were at the building showing the kids. So we got to show them the building. They were the first group of students to walk through in like twenty five mm. years. Wow! Um, oh, it's, it's been closed that long. Yes, it was a halfway house for give or take fifteen years. Okay, um, and then it closed down, and so they got to walk through. Well, while we're doing that, people come out their house. <laughs> That doesn't happen in the north. Like in the north, people people are like, "You're crazy for approaching me. Yeah, don't talk to me." Right? They're coming out the house, and then it was really cool. The kids are standing there; they're starting to have conversations with these people. Huh. And then the people are going, "You're that Dehart guy. Huh. You're the one we've heard about." The Arnold, one of the uh, one of the deputies in Arnold, drives up. Are you the Dehart guy we've been talking about? Okay, good to meet you. Let me know what you need to. I had a gentleman 
in tears saying, my dream is my kid goes to the school. Wow. That doesn't happen up there. People don't share their emotions up there. That's not a thing. Yeah. People walking down the street, are you the one that bought that building? You're the one putting a school there? You know, and that, those, that, that happened all yesterday. And I was like, man, this is really cool for me to see. So we're breaking that barrier step by step, but it's going to have to be intentionally geared towards community involvement and them seeing my face, me and my assistant director, Cam McKennedy, as well. So I'm just going to put a timeline on this because you, you talk about like months, right? Like, Because this is a fully, like not fully, maybe even in your head, it's not even part of the way 1% done. No. But <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, if only it was. It, if only it was like 10% done, we would be feeling good. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, like it's a, it's, it's a vision that, you know, it's easy enough to follow mm-hmm. and it's not done in a corny way. It's not done in a selfish way. It's done very it's genuinely intentional. So from, is it October? Yes. So October to now we're recording this in June of 2022. Mm-hmm. That was eight months. Yep. So in time there, there you birthed this idea faster than someone who had just conceived would be typically full time with a baby. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Just yeah. want to put that in <laughs> yeah. perspective for you because that's, that, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, like th- this. I mean, from conception of the idea to oh my goodness, we have this building. Oh my goodness, we have donors that believe in this. Oh my goodness, yeah, this community is actually. I mean, you're you're already making the moves. You just came back last night from a community yes. service aspect of it and walking mm-hmm. your students through this whole building. Like, you're already making moves in the time where someone would still be thinking about making the moves, right? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where. It fires me up, man. When I get up in the morning, I'm stoked about it. So it's it's something where people are wondering how you know the you keep the routine. How do I keep the routine? How do I keep going? Uh, it's it's just I, I tell people it just I just do yeah. right it, because it gets me fired up in the morning to wake up and say how can I make an impact right. and how can I build this school even better than amazing you know it's even better than we started with the idea originally so it, it's just a, it's a fire up concept a concept for me that continuously happens and just tying that back to what we kind of talked about is your role as an athlete right yep like yes you, you know exactly what you're good at yes and if you can find success for your teammates mm-hmm. through you giving them that encouragement giving them that push in, that needs to happen mm-hmm. you know maybe that might not like it at the, at the time yeah but if you're you're calling someone out and really saying hey this is what your potential is to do why are you not pushing yourself to do that whether it's in the classroom on the mm-hmm. court where you learned it as an upstate athlete yes you took those lessons and applied them to their kids in traveler's rest and now you have this vision to open up this school in a community that you're already making an impact in man i think that's beautiful well, thank you it's a full circle thing and it's exactly what Almost like, you know, I've been in South Carolina for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. personally. Um, South Carolina is very hospitable. Mm-hmm. Very, yes. I mean, that's just like our, our, our thing, man. Like, Southern I mean, hospitality, baby. It, it's, it's a thing, right? Yep. I mean, you're not from Pennsylvania. No. And just like you said, there's a cultural barrier. <laughs> yes. Um, in the States, my wife's from the state, or, well, from Maryland. Yeah. Um, and so if also from the North. Like, no, you like said, like, people don't, like, share that stuff. People don't walk that aspect of it. Like, why are you walking of streets of a 40% poverty rate? Um, yeah street of a, of a town yeah you know, like why why would you be doing that but the fact that you're able to do that and people are coming to you mm-hmm. and saying that i mean that speaks volumes to the intention of it and it already speaks volumes of you know why this would exist and man i love it that you're putting the upstate on your back yeah when you say like hey man this is where i learned all this stuff it, you know that's it tying you talk about platform right and that's one thing that um 
when I spoke with our assistant director when we brought him on. That was my my step as I said, hey, this I want this to be a platform for you. Mm. My goal in life is to give other people a platform to be successful. And I, I tell my wife a lot too, sometimes when we're doing interviews or things, I say, you know, I'm good if I don't do another interview because I know what I'm supposed to do. But man, I would love to get these people on there and give them the opportunity, right? And that, it does, it just fires me up. And I think that comes from the my parents the way they raised me, they were both coaches in the upstate. My mom, uh, she's just got recently named into the South Carolina High School Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame. Wow. And then my dad is going into the USC upstate, or not USC upstate, excuse me, USC Aiken Hall of Fame wow. for coaching. They just named the gymnasium at Brooklyn Elementary after my mom, right? Wow. I was raised by people who gave other people a platform to succeed, which in turn, that's how they told me to be. And because of that, when I played sports in high school, my goal was to give everybody that chance to be a part of it. I might not have been the best. I wasn't the best player, but I was going to get behind my guys 100%. And those skills that you learn in athletics, that's why I tell people you got to play a team sport. Yeah. I, I get, I, I'm not against individual sports. I just started to play tennis recently. I'm terrible, but I can go out there and hit it. <laughs> um, but play a team sport because when you play a team sport, you have to learn communication. You have to learn determination. You have to learn to push through obstacles, and you have to learn to help other people do the same. And that's what I use it every day in my classroom. I use it every day when I'm talking to people about this school. Those moments of motivation and excitement that I try to thrive on and push people to, it all came from the upstate and my athletic opportunities. And, man, that beautiful vision of it, beautiful storyline, almost like, you know, Hopefully there'll be a movie one day about it. Huh, um, that but, would be quite interesting. Yeah, be, <laughs> uh, if they do, I say Daniel Radcliffe should play me because <laughs> I grew Harry up Potter a Harry Potter <laughs> guy, and I tend to look a little like him, you know, when I have the glasses and the wand and the 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 scar on my head. But uh, yeah, so if that happens, it happened here. Daniel Radcliffe, I'm calling your name. Come amazing. on and play that part for me. That's but no, that would that would that would be unreal. But yeah, but like I, I you know when we talk about your the the journey of it, right? This is eight months. Yeah, right, and so. Again, we're talking about not one percent done, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you probably you have the lease to the building, yep. but I doubt you've started like everything, nothing, nope. right? Nope. So, this is a question I ask everyone that comes on the show because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so thankful that they're able to come. But we also want to support our upstate athletic community. Yes, right. So Matt is the I guess chair is it chairman? I am the chairman of the board. Yes. Yeah. So he's the chairman of the board for Teach from the Heart, mm-hmm. um, the, the Teach from the Heart Foundation. Correct. Um, and so. Within that, him and his board members um, probably are looking for funding and for extra little things. I'll have him explain that a little yes. bit. But I wanted to ask you specifically, not not like Chairman Matt, like not um, board Matt, not mm-hmm. um, you know that that sort of thing. But just what can how can we as an upstate support you and the mission? Yeah. Like how what what are, what are the ways that we can do that? Biggest thing is is word of mouth. Honestly, spreading the word and sharing our vision with people who would be excited about the vision, right? So for me to be able to be here was a huge blessing. I am so thankful for this opportunity to be able to share this. That's a huge part of it. And obviously there's monetary, we need we need monetary donations. We need consistent revenue to get this thing going. I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. None of us are. Yeah. This is a complete, until we get this school up, and even then, 100% of the money goes to student scholarships. Mm-hmm. Because our students, they don't have money to go to private school. So that 
all these things are going to build this this opportunity, but we really would love just spreading word of mouth and being willing to say, hey, I would like to get behind this. How can I help? You can help by giving us a consistent donor base. That would be absolutely wonderful for us. Okay, so, so, so say someone wants to um, donate. Yeah. How can people do that? Yeah, so it's very simple. You go to www.teachfromdehart.org. Right up in the top corner, there's a donate button. Perfect. And at that point, you have the option to donate monthly, reoccurring, or one time. Um, we're trying to get people. We're actually about to launch the Friends of Teach From To Heart campaign. It's not a capital campaign. It's more so just an opportunity for monthly, reoccurring donations, as you would do with any other nonprofit. Right. Um, so that will be launching within the next, at this point, week or so. Um, but those opportunities to have that consistent revenue base, go through our website, checks can be made to us as well as online reoccurring donations. And, and so say someone has a little bit deeper pockets, right? They're, yeah. They're wanting to learn a little bit more about you. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah. So they can go to the website as well. They can go and fill out the information form if they're comfortable with that, or please reach out to me directly. Uh, my email is my last name, Dehart. So D-E-H-A-R-T at teachfromdhart.org. So please reach out. I'm 100% an open book. I want to be as transparent as possible in what we need and what we're looking for. And again, the, the biggest thing is how can we support? Like That's a real big question, right? So even if you can't give any money, yep, this is a very unique opportunity that you don't hear every day. So if you're listening to this, please, please consider supporting one of our own upstate athletes. Uh, he's already given so much into the community. His family's given so much into the community. Now is the time that we can really surround him in this vision of taking the soul, really, of the upstate yeah. up to Pennsylvania yes. and showing them, okay, this is how we can make a change. Yeah. And Matt's that right person to do that. So, um, Matt, man, we've come to the end of the show. You've shared so much. It's really, I mean, it gets me, man, every time I talk to you, I'm just fired <laughs> up. But, I mean, what more for your kids? And really, I just wanted to give you this last little bit, man. If there's anything else you wanted to share or, you know, really ask of or, you know, any of our listeners um, needing to hear, like, this is your time, man. This is, this is the, the wrap-up. Yeah, all I say is to whatever you do, right, even if you don't support us financially, please look to support people because relationships are the number one priority. When we go into this school, when we walk into the building, when I walk into the building, the relationship's number one. Everything else falls behind. So it's going to come right behind if you build a relationship. So build relationships with people and please be willing to hopefully build a relationship with us with the Teach From To Heart Foundation and soon to open in 2025, Teach From To Heart Academy.